In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps a $5 minimum balance required. This is a 680 The Fan podcast. To hear more live and local sports content like this, tune into 680 AM or 93.7 FM or download The Fan app. In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps $5 minimum balance required. The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season. W229HE Atlanta. The most listened to sports station in the South. WCNN North Atlanta, a Dickey Broadcasting Station. The Fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. How many guys are going to dial this up tonight, right? Valentine's Day, some loving. It's happening. If it doesn't happen, it ain't his fault. John's doing his work. You have to finish the drill. It's Chuck and Chernoff. Happy Valentine's Day on the fan. As we get going in our 4 o'clock hour, presented by Entry Point Doors and Windows, Atlanta's local expert for entry doors and windows. They're Atlanta's best for a reason. Go to entrypointatlanta.com for a free estimate. So just really sad news to report from uh, what was supposed to be just the ultimate fun day for the championship parade for the Kansas City Chiefs. Shots were fired. They evacuated the parade. Now we're getting reports that is, I guess it's confirmed by several sources. One person has died, at least nine hurt in the shootings in downtown Kansas City. The uh, Kansas City Police Department has three people in custody. Oy. God almighty, on a day where you're just celebrating a back-to-back championship. So that's the latest. Out of uh, Kansas City, the far less important stuff that we do, we will continue that. Chuck says he's all out of excuses for Shanny blowing the Super Bowl. And somehow the big picture is even worse. We'll get to that coming up. She is indeed. She is Schwartz on sports. Amanda Schwartz. Schwartz. Really from the Valley. Really. <laughs> she uh, really is. Yeah. Yep. She is also in uh, charge of all of our social media. So when it's Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram. Foursquare. Uh, MySpace. She does it all LinkedIn. on her 680 accounts. And, Charles, she will be with Nick and Chris next week. Live at spring training in Northport. Chronicling everything happening and sharing an Airbnb with Nick and Chris. I cannot wait. <laughs> this is so exciting. <laughs> Riveting stuff. So have, have we have, have room assignments happened yet? Not yet, but I'm getting in there first. Do we have the layout, room. perhaps? 
We don't. Well, I have a picture of the Airbnb I can show you guys later. Who booked it? Uh, Scott. Oh, Scott McFarland? Yes. Oh, that can yeah, go either way. Yeah, yeah. Was it a price point or was he looking for? That I don't know. I'm just along for the ride. Okay. <laughs> so I want to look at this now. Uh, do, do they all have their own private bathrooms? Or are you sharing I, with Nick? I believe I get the private bathroom. You don't have a Jack and Jill bathroom? <laughs> I hope not. I think right, so Nick and Chris bathroom. are sharing one, though. So Nick has a bedroom. Chris has a bedroom. You have your own. But you will have certain common areas. Kitchen, eating yes. area, those type of things. Family dinner. So your family dinners, have you guys discussed how you're planning for food? Is there going to be ordering in? Um, Domino says we're going to do a family grocery store trip as soon as we mm. get there. Are you aware of what Domino eats? No, I'm Cookies, a little nervous. hamburgers, and that's right. about it. Correct. Yeah, and if you happen for any reason to be awake at like 4 a.m., you may see him on the couch watching TV. Right. Okay. I'm to buckle in for this. Okay, but you're in charge of his ice cream intake or cereal intake late at night. Cereal and ice cream. Oh, after, I don't it's want like that gremlins. After <laughs> 11 p.m.? All right. No cereal, I don't want no that ice cream. My guess is you, you won't see Nick much if there's a gym around. Right. So that's He'll good. find it. Yeah, that's good news on your part. All right. I, I want just forget about spring training coverage. I just want to hear all of what's happening in this house. Yeah, I'll record it all. All right. Let's check get, out our socials. I'm so excited. Let's get to the uh, T. <laughs> okay. So first up, story one: inside the NFL, allegedly cut what Travis yelled at Andy Reid to avoid humiliating him during the Super Bowl. So we all saw Travis get in Andy Reid's face and yell at him. Apparently, Travis was mic'd up for that, and inside the NFL had the audio from it. Um, and allegedly, Travis has been nervous that that audio was going to come out, which is why he responded the way he did yeah. afterward. Right. Um, but the NFL decided that Travis is the biggest star, and they don't want to release the audio what to protect him. What could he have said? Him. That I mean, that would be fascinating. I know. I want to know. Did he mother? bleep him and like like i want to you're whitewashing that i know i don't know what it is and obviously andy reed's okay with it he said after the game that um he said travis said quote just put me in i'll score that's what andy said happened um travis actually went on his new heights podcast today and admitted that his emotions got the best of him and he should have done that yeah Yeah. but nobody knows what he said and i just really really want to know we're all a lot more sorry and apologetic now that everything's on tape exactly i will also add and andy was right about this he got to Andy when Andy was off balance anyway. Right. Now, even if Andy's got his feet firmly on the ground, yeah. Travis bumping him is going to move him off the spot. Mm-hmm. But that was close to him going down in a heap in a way that would have looked. you imagine if he goes down right there how horrible oh, that looks? Yeah. Remember Pedro threw down Don Zimmer? Yeah. Like, hey, what are you doing, Pedro? Right. And even th- Pedro's like, what am I doing? In this case, you have fired up, red hot, Travis Kelsey was 240 pounds. Yes. Coming in hot and... And he kept his foot. His, uh, he was a left so. tackle at one point. Yeah, it's okay. And I will say the Swifties, I've seen quite a few TikToks from the Swifties saying that this is like an ick for them. Him yelling at Andy Reid on top of his mm. Vegas songbird moment after the game. They're, so, they're getting a little bit of an so ick. this is a red flag. Beige. An ick moment. Are you all familiar with what the term ick is? I don't I'm know what an ick moment is. pretty sure I have an idea what an ick moment an is. An ick is basically just like something icky icky that you yes. don't that guy does one thing bit. and it's it's off well you get on the wrong side of the swift oh so ick is a serious designation it's serious. Then. like for example a man wearing sandals is now ick it's an well, for me is that a schwartz ick okay that's a schwartz ick now hold on now are they the swifties applying to what if travis gets mad at taylor one day is that what they're not necessarily it's more just like what like watch out i guess just it was just like an ick overall for him to the, get that it's mad heat of the game it's i'm not saying right. it's okay but right that's okay. what the men keep saying but the uh, girls are a little thrown i'm saying off it's kind of okay travis. it's in the heat of the moment of the damn Super right Bowl. Oh. Ick moment <laughs> okay, so this 
is interesting. So a 17-year-old professional Russian figure skater named Camilla Valiva claimed that her positive drug test was due to a dessert that her grandpa made for her. <laughs> so basically, Russia won gold in 2022 at the Beijing Olympics in large part due to Camilla because she received the highest scores. And then six weeks after they won, it was revealed that Camilla, who was 15 at the time, tested positive for a drug called TMZ, which I looked up, and it's used to treat brain tumors. Wait, like the TMZ, like the as in TMZ, it's just the same kind of, okay. Yeah, It's yeah. used to treat, okay, so she gets this, how, because... Somebody made brownies or something? Well, that's what she's saying. So, obviously, Russia didn't love that their gold medal was taken away. Yeah, well, the president's a mass murderer, so I don't oh, care what okay, they think. Okay, well, there so. you go. Okay. Chuck um, makes it political. <laughs> um, Russia is appealing, and basically, because I guess their gold medal was taken and given to the person who got silver, or the uh-huh. team that got silver, or whatever. Yeah, we got, we got bumped up. Yeah, and they gave Russia bronze in replacement. So, they're appealing, and in this appeal, Camilla obviously has to give an excuse as to what that was, because she clearly tested positive. And she made three different claims, okay? So in 2021, her claim was that her and her grandpa had lunch after training one day and that they had a strawberry dessert after, (laughs) and she's pretty sure that his prescription pills somehow ended up in that dessert. (laughs) What a great excuse. (laughs) Is claim number one. I'm going to use that. (laughs) It has, like, changed a little bit over the years. So then the next claim, later in 2021, she said her grandfather was making this dessert at home, and and he told Camilla and her mom after that he used the same chopping board for the dessert as he did chop up his pills. But it still had the remnants, the residue of the exactly. pills. Sure, sure. And then most recently in 2024, this came out last week, she switched up and called out the lax security arrangement at Nationals and thinks someone could have come in and tinkered with her strawberry the dessert. On sure. There you exactly. go. Put the system on so trial. So it's not her in any way doing any illegal drugs. Grandpa's cooking. It's People grandpa's are breaking fault. in a room. Right. Um, the panel didn't buy it, mostly because they <laughs> noted that the grandpa has no... Um, record of having these drugs oh. prior to 2021 and she claimed it happened back in 2018. Oh my I give her credit for creation. So shocking. Creativity yes. is, is high. Yeah. <laughs> okay, last story. Tragic. Larsa Pippen and Marcus Jordan have officially split. They just got those, married. Wait a minute. No, they never they were engaged. Oh, up I thought they were going to make they it to the end. They weren't even engaged. Not yet? It was just rumors. So I thought if anybody rumors. was going to see this through, those two stable people would have. Right. They were just talking a couple months ago about engagement rumors, wedding plans, all this stuff. Um, and then a couple of weeks ago, fans started speculating that they were maybe split because Larsa had unfollowed Marcus from social media and wiped her slate clean of any pictures of the two yeah. of them. Then right. she went on to post a cryptic breakup quote. Then, followed by a poll that said, quote, should your friends unfollow your ex? And it was a poll for her fans. Um, According to an inside source for Page Six, the former couple went their separate ways because there is tension in the family. And basically what they think happened is, if you remember a while back, Michael Jordan joked that he wasn't approving of the relationship. He wasn't joking. Right. Michael's not approving. It's the only thing Michael and Scotty agree on, that these two should stop banging each other. That's all they agree on. Yeah. Well, really stuck with Larsa and apparently really upset her and ended their relationship. That's not what ended the relationship. That's what you're saying to everybody. These two, to the two Fs. They did the F that yep. they were talking, and they fought all the time. Yep. That's, I guarantee. Yep. Didn't she come out and say they had sex like eight times a night or something? No, that's impossible. Nobody has the time or the energy. One. Two, when you're done doing that, all you're doing is fighting. Yeah. Like, this had to be the most exhausting relationship ever. Now that I'm thinking about it, too, they have a podcast together no, called Separation now. Anxiety. Uh, that was the name of it. That was just called Separation. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> okay, and instead of a Bachelor of the Week oh, this Bachelor week. Bachelor of the Week. No. 
Not oh, this time. Throwing us our curveball? Well, it's Valentine's Day, so I want to do something a little bit different. Uh, I special. Yeah, I want to give you guys a list of six of my favorite sports couples at the moment, oh. and I want you to tell me what you think their Valentine's Day plans are. Oh, this is right. exciting. Okay. Uh, obviously, we're going to start with Taylor and Travis. Uh, Low-key, they've been out, Vegas, Super Bowl, and it's, so this is on the couch at home. Nice little dinner he's, brought in. He's still resting, like, physically yeah. recovering. Yeah. So, yeah, this is um, this is ramen brought in. Yeah. And we just catch <laughs> ramen, up. I think you can make your own ramen. But I, I was going to say you have some nice, you know, Italian or... No, like, no, no, I'm saying you get it delivered, like the good one with the egg oh, in the it. And the, oh. yeah. so I, could, I could see a sushi or a Thai okay. there on the couch. Yeah. I actually do know, though, that Taylor is back on her jet to a new concert today. So they're not, so even, they're not together? even together, no. But, okay, next couple, Vanessa Hudgens and Cole Tucker. Are you familiar with them? Yes. Okay. I'm going to guess that's a, uh, we, we want to be seen on Valentine's. Okay. So we're going to be out publicly so people can take our picture to let people Club know. Club or restaurant? Both. It can oh. be both. But I think restaurant is probably, you know, there's some public necking. There's mm-hmm. some, uh, yeah, yeah, there's some. Minor PDA. Some PDA. Yeah. That, so the paps can take a picture. Sure. Okay. Like it. Um, next, Kristen and Kyle Usachek. So she's busy making uh, all Jackets. kinds of uh, stuff yeah, for the she's NFL. Getting broke off, and mm-hmm. I don't know that Kyle Uzcheck wants to be out in public right now. It's probably been a rough couple of days. So again, they're staying in. Maybe they're catching up on a Netflix movie. They're having okay. the attorney come to the house to sign the incorporation papers. Yep. Yeah. And they're another couple that's beautiful. So I'm going to guess this. they don't wear clothes around the house. So they're just <laughs> watching movies naked. Well, speaking of that, the other couple I have is Christian McCaffrey and Olivia Colbo. Another one perfect. If they wear clothes around the house, I'm shocked. That would yeah. be an upset of all upsets if those two are clothed around the house. They're having cereal. Just staying in bed, and they're naked. I like it. Okay, two more. Simone Biles and her husband. His name is Jonathan Owens. Yeah, but... I saw the uh, I saw the picture of these two. There's a yeah, Simone's little, obviously. She's, Tiny. Yeah, gymnast. That's just how it works. Uh, they've been together for a minute, haven't they? Yeah, about. They're married now. It's so, been like two years. Yeah, this is not a big night at that point. I mean, again, if you're Simone Biles, do they have kids yet? Do we know? No, but he's got some making up to do with that whole podcast. I don't, I don't know if you do it on Valentine's night. Mm, like that feels like you're you working to. Yeah, maybe. Does he pull his weight? Like, uh, she's an earner. She's got gold medals. Does he I mean, he's in way? the NFL. He's in the NFL. Okay. Yeah, so, like, I don't know. Money-wise, I don't yeah. know. But in the relationship, I imagine this might be another quiet night for them. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then the last one is Alex Earl and Braxton Berrios. So I saw the pictures again. Another beautiful couple. Yes. Yeah. I guess you guys don't know this. NFL players, they land good-looking women. Sure it's do. just in. Uh, they're out. They're Miami in it. Yeah. Right? That's a, she's that, a partier, so they're That might not out. be South Beach. That's Las Olas. Mm-hmm. They're, you know, going out and some little uh, romantic street front, out front, enjoying some Italian. Yeah, and we'll see the videos later because she vlogs it all. Yeah. All right. That was a shot. Before, no, that's, I like it. I follow her. Before big we fan. hit uh, the big close, what does Valentine's look like for you, um, your celebrity boyfriend? Uh, <laughs> I am being cooked for as far yeah. as I know. And then you told me after cooking, there's this, I didn't know this. Okay, so we're going to, <laughs> I didn't want to say this, but well, here we go. Right. We're going to Target, and we're doing the thing where you have your baskets, and you have different categories, and okay. we split up, go our separate ways, and Scavenger fill up. Scavenger hunt? No, it's like you buy something for each other based on the categories that you're What are given. the categories? It's all the, all the senses. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, wow. That'll look different than soccer practice in my house tonight, <laughs> and then in early bedtime, so senses. Yeah. Okay. Schwartz is going to have a big Valentine's night. Huge. Thank you, Amanda. <laughs> Thank you. So I'm at Target, mm-hmm. and it's the five senses. There's candles, and there's uh, some right, so smell gels. like taste. Here's a yeah. two-liter sun-kissed. Well, I don't know if it's Here's, that, but there's there's, well. there's some body gels, and there's you know, different things. I don't. She's covering her eyes, but I mean, what else do you think it is? I mean, Strawberries, maybe. I mean, what would, would you do for hearing? What would, is that music? Is that what we're doing there? Sight. 
got to get creative. It's up to interpretation. Music, yes. Okay. I'm very excited right. for you. Me I really too. am. And then Me you'll too. be in a house with Nick and Chris. Yeah. I want to hear about those senses next <laughs> okay. week. All right. As we're heading to spring training, Domino and Cellini will have uh, Amanda running all the social media fun from down there. All right. Chuck is out of excuses for Shani. You tried your best for a couple of days. Now you wave the white flag. Yeah. Monday I came in. I was like, guys, I, I don't know how, but they knew the rules because he's a coach. He's a head coach. He's a head coach in the NFL. He's that head coach in the NFL. This is not as bad as it looks. Tried that a little bit yesterday. The more he keeps talking, he effed that overtime thing bad. Um, and he just keeps spinning, Matt, different BS. Mm-hmm. Oh, he um, fired the D.C. today, too. It, you ain't lying. <laughs> he has now, through his comments, blamed the assistant coaches as a whole. He blamed the analytics staff. He specifically singled out the D.C. today. Kyle is not much for self-reflection. More directly, like, he never thinks he's wrong. Mm-hmm. He blew the Super Bowl. Like, he played a role. He blew the overtime. He played a role in his – and the coaches are supposed to – the coach is supposed to be able to say after the game, I don't block, I don't tackle, Mm -hmm. but I do everything I can. He did the opposite in the overtime uh, um, uh, frame. Yeah, he made life a little easier on the opponent. The big picture is – I don't – I try not to be – what a D. Um, You're shocked at this? I was reading his comment that he would be so blatant about this. Um, Kyle Shanahan, speaking to the media again, this was yesterday, said that he had discussions with his assistants before the playoffs. He says, I counted on the assistants to talk to all of their players before overtime. He says, but I didn't say anything specifically for the team. I don't think that part changes ever anything. He said specifically, I told the assistant coaches they were supposed to talk to their players. That's on them. I did not say any because there were reports. Well, the players said you didn't say anything to him. I didn't talk to the team as a whole. And then he said for what my part was, I don't think that changes anything. Then he also said, at the end of the day, I trust the information I was given from the analytics staff. It's my call, but I certainly trust my staff. That's his way of saying, and I just went through with what I was told to do. Okay, but I would my ask gosh. Him, see, this is where people use analytics as a defense or a wall. There was no analytics in deciding to kick off or receive. It's common sense. Like, I know we're in 2024 and analytics is a bad word. Let's see. Do I want to give Patrick Mahomes all the information and know he has fourth down at his disposal after we have the ball? That's not analytics, folks. That's common bleeping sense. Like, we're all getting caught up in it. It's no analytics. He just made the – he goofed up. He says, I think I might have felt a little bit differently if it was a higher scoring game is what he's referring to. He says, says, I think I might have felt a little differently – this is where it goes back to blaming somebody else. But having that information going in and the way our game was going, I didn't feel differently. I felt accurate with what our analytics staff recommended to me. Okay, whatever. My gosh. You just he goofed up. It's, it's a big goof. It's, it's a, it's and a, then you gave up 25 points to Patrick Mahomes in five quarters, and, and the D.C. is the problem. But he also just said in that moment, if it was a higher-scoring game, i feel different. Well, you just fired the D.C. after a low-scoring game. My gosh. Game. Yep. Good old Channy. Got to love him. Said, we told everyone as we were waiting for the coin toss, he says, I told the position coaches. He says, review with everyone. He said, so I told the coaches. So we asked position coaches to do that, but I didn't cover in a meeting during Bowl uh, Super Bowl week. That's a problem. You should cover. You have two weeks. You should well, be able to cover everything. I don't think that changes anything. What I did didn't change anything. I put it on the coaches, and apparently they didn't. Shanny My be, gosh, Shanny. It's going to be him. All right, coming up, if the Braves don't win the whole effing thing, 
this season. It's going to feel like history repeating itself. 28-3. We've screamed about that forever. Not that history. 28-3. We'll t- no, we'll tell you about the other history next. Happy Valentine's Day from Chuck and Sharnoff. I don't say this and just, like, don't mean I love you. I love all of you. We love you. The show is filled with love today. We're going to walk you up till 6.30. The bosses said you guys can be done at 6. We said, no, we love the people so much we want an extra 30 minutes. Please. Yep. We'll walk you right up to Georgia Tech pregame, the Ramblin' Wreck tip-off show, and then the Jackets in Notre Dame at 7 on the fan on FM at 93.7, AM at 680 in the fan mobile app uh tomorrow morning with the locker room alex anthopoulos at 8 20 buck uh, after that nick and chris 11 to 2 so make sure you lock it in throughout the uh, day now on friday we're going to be doing our strikeout leukemia lymphoma radiothon and we've done this for over two decades and when i say this i mean it our audience is the most loyal and the most giving i would say out there in radio i know in atlanta for a fact and for two decades you guys have helped us make a dramatic difference in the lives of those affected by blood cancers and you can help us again Friday during our Strikeout Leukemia Lymphoma Radiothon. Thanks to your generous, uh, generous support from both our listeners, our clients, along with uh, our staff here, we've been able to raise over $2 million. And that's all due to you guys. You can help us again Friday for the 23rd Annual Strikeout Leukemia Lymphoma Radiothon. We'll be broadcasting live from Beaver Toyota Incoming, hosted by all your 680 The Fan shows. All the info is up online on how you can make your donation. You'll see some of the incentive items. It's all there at 680 The Fan. Dot com. You heard DT tell you the uh, tra- uh, tragic events that have happened up in Kansas City during their championship parade. I mean, all the normal things you would expect. The floats are coming down on stage listening to Mahomes and Reed, and then gunshots go off. And at this point, we know of 8 to 10 people that have been shot, including multiple children. One person has been pronounced dead. There's now video coming out of other Kansas City fans literally chasing and jumping on those who are armed gunmen. So a lot of people are very heroic in that. So just thoughts and prayers to everybody in Kansas City. Just awful to see that news. Uh, all right, coming up in five minutes, Chuck will tell us how a dog versus a cow is the lock of the college football season. Moo! <laughs> I love that tease. That might be, might be my favorite tease. Moo! We'll get to it coming up in a couple of minutes. But first... I feel like this is the time that we get into the 2024 Brave season that it's going to have a feel like 1998 around here. And there's nothing distinguishing about the year of 1998 unless you're a Braves fan. So typically in sports, we go at one of two speeds. Either we can't win the big one, or when we do win the big one, we can't win another big one. It's just how we're all programmed. It's how it goes. And if you were around here in this city in the 90s, the 91 Braves were just a joy they were a gift out of nowhere. The fact that they didn't win the championship, it hurt, but nobody was mad. 92, they lose to the cha- in the uh, championship. They lose in the World Series to the Blue Jays. It hurt, but they were like, okay. 93, there was some anger. You lost to an inferior Phillies team. Phillies team, team and right. Bill Pakoda had the, my World Series berth on the line? Well, it was, he was the last at bat. They my were sort of out gosh. of that game. game I was six. 93, I was like, wait a minute. I understood the last two years. So 94 is a strike. 95, we went into it going, it's championship or bust or else you're the Bills. Like, people were doing that to the Braves. You're the Bills of and baseball. people were angry about all of baseball at the beginning because yeah. the season started like the last week of April. Mm-hmm. It was 142 games. By the way, no days off, just condense it and play. But they won the championship. They did. And they had all the pressure in the world on them. They win game six against Cleveland. 96, 
could have began a run of epic proportion. They blow a 2-0 series lead to the Yankees. People were mad, but not so mad because you just won the title a year before. Then it starts to really kind of go the other way. You lose a 97 to an inferior Marlins team, 98 to an inferior Padre team, and 1998 was the time where a lot of Braves fans went, you know what, it's not going to happen again. I don't care about the regular season. Win your 100 games. Show me how it's going to be different in the postseason. To the point in 1999 and in 2000, there were a bunch of empty seats all over the ballpark in the postseason. That's where we got to. Bobby Cox, he only had one. Mm-hmm. That that was the big thing. Yeah. Well, but if, if you want to. He only com- won one World Series, and that was the big criticism. And Do you want to compare it to now? The Braves surprised everybody in 21 with that title. All the injuries they overcame. Add the pieces at the deadline, win 88 games, go on this magical run. But then you get to 2022 and you're like, oh, we're better this year. We got Acuna back. We're healthier. Here we go. They lose to the Phillies. People were upset, but you just won the title a year before. You see the correlation. This past year, you got beat 3-1 to to the Phillies, and the anger started to get a little bit more intense. If they don't win the championship this year, I have a fear that it's going to feel like 1998 where it's all these 100-win seasons, we're the best team on paper, you'll get a lot of blah, blah, blahs. From Braves fans who will keep an eye on the regular season but will not be invested the same way they were. We'll get invested in the postseason, but if they don't win in the postseason, we'll do the, see, here we go, we're the 90s Braves again. This is a critical, critical year. Every Bra- Today, AJ, AJ Minter addressed the media. He said the same thing as Strider. It's World Series or bust. And you can say that and not mean it. This team means it. They have no choice. If they don't win the championship this year, you're going to get labeled. Fair or not, doesn't matter. You're going to get labeled as, here we go again, one title, best team, best talent. You got to win another one. You win this year, that's two in four years. Ain't nobody can say nothing. That's a bunch of double negatives. You win a second in four years, nobody can say a thing to you from now until whenever this run ends. That's what this year is about. Feel the pressure? Credit for a couple of players. Um, You don't want it to be the theme, though. You don't want to have that as a mantra that you repeat to yourself walking out like for the first inning for 162 times when the World Series or all this. Listen, it's Uh, true even if you don't say it. Absolutely it is. Um, Can't run from it. I think that's part of the reason A-Train didn't just bring everybody back. I mean, he had kind of a decent enough thing with – I mean, Eddie and Marcel, it should be perfect. Righty, lefty, neither one of them's great on defense. One of them's going to DH most of the time. Um, and so you had like two-thirds of that solved, and you're like, yeah, Eddie's going to go away now. And I think if they could trade Marcel, they would. Um, I don't think you wanted to just bring everybody back and say, well, clearly the proof's in the pudding. It was just a fluke. So that's why Sale comes in. He's not just a – we picked up a starter. Like, if you added Sonny Gray, it's a hell of a pitcher. Sonny Gray. Chris Sale changes sort of the – I don't know, make up the feel of the team, what you're doing in left. You've given a guy who was a top 10 prospect and it was kind of done for him out there. Maybe Um, he's got a shot at this now. Uh, And even if he doesn't, you have other options. So you're not running it back. You're not bringing back everybody trying to do that. And I think that that was part of the motivation. I would agree to an extent. This core has to prove they can do what the 21 core did. And this core is much more talented. Like I said yesterday, Ronnie's got to have a postseason. Let me carry you. Right, I got to get Sean, Sean Murphy. You got to have some postseason moments. Matt Olson, you got to have a NLCS where you're the MVP. Like this core is not the 21 core. There's some guys. Ozzy's still here. There's some pitchers that were still here. But think back to the 21 core. That's Rosario going nuts. That's Soler winning the MVP. That's Travis Darno as a starter. That's like all these things. There's a lot of differences to the core now. Rodney was hurt that year. Uh, Michael Harris wasn't a part of it. Michael hasn't hit yet in the postseason. 
like guys like Adam Duvall were here, Jock Peterson was here. This is a very different looking thing. I'm not saying they can't because I believe they're talented enough too, but they got to do it. They got to show that they can do it. All right, this ridiculous number is the reason Kyle Shanahan is going to have trouble sleeping for a while. 10,660. That's not the number. 15, 18, 18, 18, 18. That is the number. That is it. I'll tell you what the number is coming up. But first, the dog versus a cow, the lock of the college football season. I'm in. Uh, yeah, and I think it, at the least, Matt, this game is the daily fantasy lock of the college football season. And I also think it may only leave 11 playoff spots left. Um, all timers, when you start talking about that with a conference like the SEC, got to be careful. Got to be respectful of what's going on. There is a chance that Carson Beck versus Quinn Ewers, that might be an all-timer. Look on your calendars, Georgia fan. You probably don't have to do that. Matt doesn't because he's got a travel company. Um, October 19th in Austin. ATLsportstrips.com. AtlantaRowGames.net. That's wrong. Um, Carson Beck versus Quinn Ewers. Quinn Ewers has already been hurt the past two seasons. Um, Maybe somebody falls on him again and he misses the game. I don't know. That night has the early lean eight months before it's even played that these are two of the best quarterbacks in America. They could be two of the four chairs in New York, for all I know. They could be two first-round draft picks. Quinn Ewer says, the only reason I'm back in 24 is to turn myself into one. Um, Carson Beck versus Quinn Ewers. When I say all-timer in the SEC, if you want to, you may have to Google your computer to find out and read about it. Archie Manning and Scott Hunter, I didn't read it in the ring a bell to you. There have been some others. Go look at, I don't know, all-time great quarterbacks in the SEC and like the top list, see how many overlapped uh, each other and then see how many games you can remember. This is a setup to be one of those. Uh, if you give up, now this is my note to either Texas fans or Georgia fans. If you give up 450 through the air, and you're on the business end of 46 points that night, it does not mean that's what your defense is. Or at least it doesn't have to be that. Um, It means you just play Quinn Ewers or you just play uh, Carson Beck. Um, This is already looking like it could be the signature game of the regular season, Matt. And I think every year in college there are turning point, either a game or games maybe. Think LSU in Austin in 2019. That was the signature regular season game for the entire year. There's one or two of those each year, folks. Georgia, Texas, damn. So that And that's how they're actually selling the game, damn. Damn. But here's the beauty. So you can downplay any college football game you want now by saying, the loss won't kill you. And you'll get the playoffs anyway. Okay. Uh, Fair enough. My response is, and this is how the conversation will start to turn, and we'll get into it as the season gets closer. A win, if you're Georgia over Texas, guess what that's going to do? It's going to put you in a great spot to have one of those top four seats. You're going to have a bye. Then you're going to be able to control what happens in that next round. And while we think you're you're diminishing the regular season, while that's true, you will care about your team getting the bye if you're a championship-caliber team. Whereas if Georgia loses to Texas, yes, the probability is they still make the college football playoff. Your road gets imminently harder. You're going to have to start in a, a first-round game, have to go on the road the next two weeks. Like, it changes everything. So it is deep enough into the season, October 19th, when I say it only leaves 11 playoff spots. I think Texas and Georgia could have enough of a resume that by the time we go to bed October 19th, the resume going in and then one of the teams wins that game, I think they can kind of look around and go, we ain't falling out of the top 12. That'd be hard to. There is a chance for that. Now, when I say the daily fantasy, I don't know, does price picks or underdog put up uh, passing totals eight months in advance? I want the over on passing yards for both guys. A little early. 
Laurelie. Well, whenever they post it, I'm going over on both guys. Look at you. Let's square. Guys going over no matter. They're going to set it at 450. Chuck's like, over. <laughs> square is here. Uh, you can book your room, by the way, at atlsportstrips.com. Um, I'm going to play you a piece of audio. You like audio. Mm. Well, this audio comes from the uh, very popular Travis and Jason Kelsey podcast. My wife listens to that. So I'm going to play you this, then I'm going to give you a number that will add yet another reason why Kyle Shanahan's going to have trouble sleeping for a while. Take a listen. This is about the kick in overtime, why the Niners took the ball, and the reaction from the Chiefs, in this case, Travis Kelsey, talking to his brother Jason about it. You get the gift of knowing what you need, that second possession. He said something about a third possession. You win the coin toss. That's that's what you get. You get the opportunity to have the advantage, and they handed it right over to us. He's laughing. Now, there's a piece of audio we had, too, of, of Mahomes right after the kick or right after the coin toss where Patrick's like, they're taking the ball. They're taking the ball. Like, they couldn't believe it. You hear Shanny tell Fred Warner we're taking the ball. Now, I would have expected Shanny and Warner to say the Matt Hasselback thing. Do you guys remember this one? We're taking the ball, and we're going to score. Like, if you're taking the ball, you are all in on we're going four downs because we have to do one of two things. We have to limit the time for Mahomes in regulation, or we have to have in overtime a seven-point lead and force them to go for two. Maybe Andy Reid would have gone for two on the second possession, but I want to force him to have to make that decision. So here's the number, Chuck, that I want to share with you, and this is, this is awesome. This is from Neil Payne. Since 2001, there have been 125 drives in the NFL postseason in the fourth quarter with under one minute left in the game. So stay with me on this. 125 drives in the NFL postseason fourth quarter under a minute left in the game where the team on offense gets the ball and is trailing by seven or fewer points. Of those 125 drives, 40% saw the offense take the ball, pull off the magic trick, and get the points they needed. Okay. So, so I mean, 60% dead. Tom Brady, for example, was 5 for 11 in those do-or-die situations. That's 46% higher than league average. Drew Brees was 3 for 6 in those situations. Really good 50%. Patrick Mahomes, 7 for 7 in do-or-die situations. And the head coach of the opponent in the Super Bowl gave him the information and only a three-point deficit. You can blame a lot of things. You can fire Steve Wilkes. You can talk about uh, Brock Purdy. So they gave up 25 points in five quarters. all of it. But what Shanahan did is, wow. is indefensible, and it's egregious. You can argue about not knowing the rules. I'll even remove that for a minute. Forget that. Don't bring analytics into this. Don't bring the rules. The simple thing to do as the head coach is to know, I cannot arm the best player in the game with the information he needs to know what he can do to beat us. My defense might be tired, but I'm going to give the ball to Patrick first, knowing if he scores, we still get a chance to match, and he has to decide. Andy Reid's got to decide on a fourth and four what they're going to do on the first drive. When you're down three on a fourth and four, guess what? You're going for it. I can't believe what Shanahan did. He's the brightest guy with a play sheet I've ever seen. I think he's the biggest difference maker schematically. He has been horrific in late games with decisions, game management. This is a this is an all-timer. Like, this is an all-timer, and it, it made the opponent laugh in his face. If it was the defense thing, well, that can also be, I mean, that's the opponent. But um, They couldn't believe what he did. I know. If it, was a, if it really was a gas defense and he was scarred from Houston, that's context. It nah. still doesn't nah. make that decision, but nah. it, but it, it would be context. If it really, if you really somehow, if the percentages showed, you know, like at the beginning of a like a championship game, both teams will kind of slow play it. Like if percentages show that seventy one percent of the time the game's tied after the first two possessions, mm-hmm. 
You can't play for the third position. Okay. It's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. It's the um, dumbest yeah, thing I've By the way, the numbers don't suggest 71%. You, you can't play for something that might not happen. Yeah. So the other part really of this really is, tough. again, when you're playing an alien, and that's what Mahomes is, he's an alien. You just saw what he did to Josh Allen in Buffalo. You watched what he did to Lamar Jackson and the Ravens, and you gave him that. I don't understand. And if Shani ever has any self-reflection or any ability to – like fall on a sword, this is where he goes, I goofed, and I goofed in a major way, which is odd because in regulation with 12 minutes to go in the Super Bowl, down 13 to 10, at the Kansas City 15, he went for it. Why did he go for it? Because he knows I'm playing that, that guy. information, yeah. I mean, was, I'm, I'm playing that guy. Same decision. I can't just lay up for field goals and beat that guy. Yet I, at the end of the game, he didn't do it, and in overtime, he I, laid up again. I don't, for the life of me, understand anything he did in the fourth quarter with about five minutes left in overtime at all. Don't get it. has never been a question why teams want, in almost every case, a team will defer at the beginning of the game because to play offense, having information is really helpful. Now, in week one against Minnesota, your season doesn't over isn't uh, over, and you're not labeled a loser if you get that wrong and you still do it. Like there's nothing really on the line in week one, but you do it anyway because it's just common sense. With everything on the line in overtime, when it was going to end, doesn't it bring more clarity too to what happened in the last moments Gosh. on that sideline in Houston in 2017 that you had him and Quinn trying to figure out how to manage what should have been easy. You had those two guys, folks. Like, I don't want to bring you back to that place I really don't, but it, it, it brings it all very clear. He doesn't have a good feel. Quinn has a horrible feel, and those were the two guys that had the Super Bowl in their hands. They had a, the trophy was in their hands, and they were playing hot potato with it on the sideline in Houston. You take it. I don't want it. And Belichick's like, okay, I'll take it. And all Bill did was sit back and let those two buffoons battle each other for bad mistakes. Yeah, and guess are- what Andy Reid did on Sunday? He let that guy... Just hot potato the, the Lombardi trophy over to him. Make you feel even worse. Do you know how un, unlosable a 28-3 to three score is? It took Belichick and Brady being flawless for a quarter and a half to do it. Yeah. Like, but, and they needed help. You right? had so... Yeah. But what Sunday did is, again, it brought more clarity to the fact that as great as you can be with the play sheet, Kyle's awful at that stuff. Just awful at it. He's Dan Quinn-esque as far as game management, and we had both guys staring at each other. Let me find my zen place. Okay, Chuck's got a college football today coming up around the corner. What can we look forward to? Alabama has a new, new OC. Maybe. Hmm. We'll find out who it is next. Chuck and Chernoff are on the fan. Happy Valentine's Day. More on the uh, Falcons' new coordinators and what they had to say, including Jimmy Lake describing the new Lakefront defense. Falcons going with a 3-4, so we'll get into that in the 5 o'clock hour. Can I say, Marvin, he meant it, okay? He wanted you to have sex. So, just, oh. I'm not playing him. I just, like, Marvin, he was, he was as into it as you are. That was just how Marvin rolled. Just, yeah. It was genuine with him. Authentic. Okay. All right. I feel better. Uh, the 4 o'clock hour of the show is presented by Entry Point Doors and Windows. Atlanta's local expert for entry doors and windows. They're Atlanta's best for a reason. Go to entrypointatlanta.com for a free estimate. 
Chuck Oliver's College Football Today. Got to be the king. Presented by Roof It Forward. When your roof needs to be repaired or replaced, call the roofing company that supports Cam Sunshine. Together, we can roof it forward. You want some Marvin while you're doing this? No, I'm I'm uh, fine. Yeah. Um, I said that Kalen DeBoer in Alabama, they have a new OC, at least in title. Maybe. It's going to be Nick Sheridan. I thought that like last Friday and or Saturday, and it was even speculated when Grubb was playing footsie or at least allowing himself to be courted by the NFL by Seattle. The thought was, well, you know what? At this juncture, it's going to be Kalen DeBoer's offense anyway, so he may just promote from within. He hired a guy from Oklahoma I talked about, Jay Nunez, to be a special teams analyst. They needed an on-field spot, didn't have one. They had two now. Uh, especially if they don't actually replace Ryan Grubb with an outside hire. They just promote Sheridan's the tight end, by the way. He's coached with uh, Kalen DeBoer at Washington. They go back their boys. So he's on the staff already as the tight ends coach. He will be promoted to OC when I say in title. Almost certainly what's going to happen is Kalen DeBoer will just assume some of the Ryan Grubb duties himself. I don't necessarily like that. I don't think it's going to affect the offense, though. But that's probably what they're going to do right now because he lost his OC. That's not really the – he's good enough. He'll cover that up. They lost the offensive line coach. They lost an offensive line coach. It doesn't matter who you are. Right now, you're about to go into spring, and you're not really sure what you're doing up front. You can have a graduate assistant. You can have you can have a defensive line coach. Uh, Freddie Roach go over and do it. Um, Kalen DeBoer could do it himself, not at the level that you want. And so when – uh, Grubb took the offensive line coach with him. To me, that's the bigger question. I have no idea exactly what the title's going to be or when Sheridan is going to be announced or whatever the promotion is. But I think I know how the offense is going to go as far as play calling. Um, I don't know what's going to happen with the offensive line. That's a much bigger, bigger issue for Alabama. Chuck Oliver's College Football Today, presented by Roof It Forward on the College Football Voice of the South, The Fan. They're uh, continuing to update the news out of Kansas City. If you're just tuning in during the uh, championship parade for the Chiefs today, there was a shooting. Multiple uh, gunshot wound, or gunshots were heard. And as we sit here now, the latest from Tom Pelissero is, according to the Kansas City Police Chief, 10 to 15 people are now injured after today's shooting, one deceased. So, again, thoughts and prayers to everybody out there. The videos that are coming in, when you have, I don't know how many people were at this, 750,000, a million people, Obviously, you're going to have tons of video. You're going to have tons of people with phones in their hands, giving you all kinds of stuff, not to mention the media that was already there, helicopters covering the parade, local news uh, sources. The one video that's getting all the rounds, Chuck, is this Kansas City chief fan who just chases down one of the alleged gunmen, jumps on his back, holds him down until police can get there. You want to talk about heroic and gutsy and my well, god you care about the legalities of that uh citizen's arrest is a real thing you have to be eyewitness to a felony and i guess you were good for him yeah that's gutsy uh again the much less important stuff that we continue to give you like coming up the braves might have two or three of these available this spring plus this rumor i know will please falcon fans all over atlanta we'll share it with you next 
In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps $5 minimum balance required. The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season. This is a 680 The Fan podcast. To hear more live and local sports content like this, tune into 680 AM or 93.7 FM or download the Fan app. This morning in the Atlanta airport, no one's missing a meal on Mac Wilburn's watch. With 11 restaurants to serve passengers, he's got dining for every destination. And it all started when Mac talked with First Horizon Bank about opening a franchise in the airport. Now it's open for business and cleared for takeoff. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Mac. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Is there chaos in your closet? Look, Blouse, you've got some nerve hanging there like that. I can't help it. I'm jammed in here next to this suit. Hey, I'm a three-piece, all right, which means I need a little more room. You've got a lot of attitude for a linen suit. I'm a polyester blend, sweetheart, and there needs to be room for men's clothes, too. Hi, I'm Christina, and in Artisan Custom Closets, we help families organize and simplify their closets with customized storage solutions. See what's possible for your home at artisancustomcloset.com and then call us for a free in-home consultation. 